Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're so excited to be with you this week for the second week of Nintendo Month. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann, and today we're very excited. This might be the episode that, or one of the episodes that we're most excited about for Nintendo Month 2014. Today we're going to be taking a look at the Star Fox series. Now, Star Fox is a really interesting series for Nintendo. I'd say it's one of their most unique original IPs. And what's interesting about it is this is a game where... Um, much like Nintendo, where they have sort of a mechanic or a game concept before they have, you know, the characters and the story and the aesthetics. Well, this really came out of, um, back in the 16-bit era, on the Super Nintendo, there was this incredible innovation called the Super FX chip, um, and there were multiple iterations of it. And that's sort of why a game like Yoshi's Island is able to look as good as it does, have some of those three-dimensional effects and where it, like, contorts the surface. But what's great about Star Fox is they were able to use that Super FX chip to render basic 3D polygons. So Star Fox was really created as an idea of what if we could make you know, sort of like a fighter jet simulator. And I think it was an idea by Shigeru Miyamoto. And then when they came up with that game mechanic, then they sort of thought of the idea of like, how could we make a space shooter with like animals and make it like Nintendo? Well, one thing we have to mention, if you're talking about the Super FX chip, you have to talk about the company Argonaut. Argonaut was the company that co-developed Star Fox. They were the ones that came up with the Super FX chip. They created that chip. If it wasn't for that company... Uh, the game wouldn't exist and that chip wouldn't exist. Right. Um, this was, I believe, yeah, and they actually, this is a they British develop- company. Yeah, they developed sort of the um, original test for what ended up being like the Star Fox engine, and Nintendo saw it. It was called Star Glider, was the original right, test. Right, exactly. And Nintendo found it, and they um, created sort of the, these characters and the whole kind of lore behind it. And it really has become into one of my favorite series. Unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot from it lately, so that's going to be kind of fun to take a look down memory lane through these great games and phenomenal soundtracks. So there, the weird thing about Star Star Fox is, it's a pretty big series. Uh, it means a lot to a lot of people, but there's not a lot of games in this series. Really, you know, in the scheme of things, we have the original Star Fox, which came out in 1993. We have a canceled sequel for the SNES. We have Star Fox 64, Star Fox Adventures, Star Fox Assault, Star Fox Command. That's all we have for the main right. canon in Star Fox game. That's not a lot of games to go off of, but it's really right. impressive, especially early on, how um, pivotal, how revolutionary these games were. Not just the music, the games themselves. If you played, if you showed someone Star Fox in 1993 for the SNES, 3D like flight simulation, that's just insane that that was capable on right. the SNES. It looked so good, it sounded so good. So, guys, I think we should start off obviously with the original Star Fox. Like I said before, this game came out in 1993. It was composed by Hajime Hirasawa, who is an incredibly talented composer that unfortunately only did two games, and then he left video games forever and went on to do, you know, other things, other various, you know, production, or I think he started his own company. He made his own company that was sort of Mm -hmm. like they do music freelance for hire, but a cool story is when they made uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, he was actually responsible for the arrangement of one of the themes from the original Star Fox. Which is cool. 
to have him come back because this is a you know a really successful businessman but he started off at nintendo the other game he did was time twist for the fds incredible composer this game uh such a great soundtrack what you guys heard playing in with was corneria maybe the most famous uh track from that game um there, there's one other track later that we're going to get to that is also incredibly famous and used in countless series even smash brothers so that was corneria let's start things off with a really cool track a really interesting unique track it doesn't sound like most of the other music in this game or in the series. This is Fortuna from Star Fox for the SNES, composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Let's take a listen. Listening to Fortuna from Star Fox for the SNES, which came out in 1993, the first game in the series composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Uh, if this is your introduction to Star Fox music, if you're not familiar with the series, uh, this is not the norm. I would say uh, Corneria is a little bit more, um, I would say, kind of classic, quintessential of this first game. As we're going to go here, you guys will definitely, if anyone's new to this series, uh, you're definitely going to, by the end of this episode, get a really clear understanding of some of the musical well, techniques these composers use. What I what I would say is that for the most part, um, the influences for Star Fox, I'd really say are kind of like John Williams' big space epics. It's trying yes. to sound a lot like Star Wars for the most part. And what's cool about this first game is he sort of has three distinct sounds where tracks sort of exist in three styles. They'll either be done in a very rousing orchestral, you know, orchestral style that sounds like Star Wars. They'll do something more rock like Corneria. And sometimes we have um, some aspects of jazz like this, which are very interesting absolutely that's a really interesting point will and this is a track that obviously is more jazz more funk based uh probably the most jazzy track in the whole soundtrack i'm definitely glad we got to include this it's not the norm but it's cool that we can hear this side of hirasawa's composition Uh, i think now it makes sense to keep going we have so much great music to get to today and we're going to play music from every main game in this Star Fox series. Now, obviously, there are some that deserve more attention than others. This first game, today in total, we're going to play six tracks from the first Star Fox. So let's let's keep this ball rolling here. We're now going to play a really cool track. This was, uh, I believe, one of Will's favorite pieces of music. This is Space Armada. Yeah, a fun fact, this is actually the track that he came back to do the arrangement for in Brawl. Awesome. Let's take a listen to Space Armada. Thank you. 
listening to Space Armada from Star Fox, composed by Hajime Hirasawa. This is one of my favorites, and this is really uh, one of the first introductions, because this is sort of the second level, depending on what course you take in the game, this is really the music that plays during the second level, and it's sort of your first introduction to the orchestral side of this soundtrack, That's and I think point. it's a wonderful introduction. It's so rousing and has all these different movements. It's a beautiful melody, and what I love about Star Fox is, um, much like something like Dragon Quest, the instruments don't feel like an approximation of an orchestral sound. They feel like intuitively composed for an orchestra and then taking those instruments and finding SNES equivalents, which I think is a huge achievement. That's a really good point, Will. Yeah, so many times you listen to SNES music and it's like quasi-orchestral and it's, it's just vaguely like these like ambiguous instruments that they sound pretty, but you don't know what they are. It's so clear that this is a violin, this is a snare drum, this is a trumpet, very clear instruments. And I, I also think it's so impressive that uh, Hirasawa did a great job of orchestrating it to the fact that Will was even at one point, I believe last summer, going to do like an actual orchestration of this with really nice samples. I still have and, that. I'm still working and Will, on it. Will, wouldn't you say that it was pretty easy, like as far as like the material? was there for you to work with. You didn't have to do incredible things of like coming up with new lines. Everything, all the material is here. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is so impressive. Well, it's interesting. It's like when you look at uh, before, like film music before it's gotten to the orchestrator. Like if yeah. you see the original handwritten scores that John Williams will send to the orchestrator, they're just written in like four staves. And mm-hmm. so the orchestrator's job is really to double and copy and add to different parts and choose instruments. But what's cool about this, you're right. Um, obviously, there's a lot that needs to be filled in because you only have, what, six voices playing and the orchestra has so many different instruments but for the most part all the musical ideas mm-hmm. are there and you get a sense of the broadness of the ensemble so that was really fun yeah to one thing out. i think is impressive about this track space armada is it's very very short it's like a 20 second loop it's it's really short i don't know um how many times this would looped while you're while you're listening to this and while you're playing this but it's one of those things where it does feel like kind of this masked loop where I actually have to had to think about how short it was. It feels like it's longer than it is. It reminds me of like a if you look at like a great cue in Star Wars, like for instance, like when um uh, they're in the Millennium Falcon and there's that whole confrontation with the TIE fighters and they're shooting with them or the asteroid field and Empire Strikes Back. Those melodies are pretty short and concise. And That's true. though he'll arrange them and kind of take them in different places, they are kind of the shorter, the better, because that's yeah. what sticks in your head. And those are like little motifs that can capture that event. What's more challenging for a video game composer is... Uh, they have to have this looped over and over again. Like John Williams, he didn't have to have that cue looped 10 times. You hear it one time in the movie and you know that it's going to move on to the next scene. So I think it's kind of challenging. during that cue, there was a lot of repetition of the same material. Which so helps. I think it's coming from the same place. Yeah, one, one rhythmic thing you guys should listen out for in this first game, which establishes you know a lot of things for the entire series, is the, obviously there's a lot of marching snare drum, but there's a lot of doubling triplet rhythm. So maybe it's going to go, and obviously that's just all over marches and all over film music but that's definitely something that you should listen out for today so we're going to move on yeah one of the biggest rhythmic motifs is like those trips reminiscent of star wars definitely so now let's move on to venom base level one in three this is this is the final stage of the game yeah one of the most famous uh tracks in the game one that has lived on in smash brothers and in countless other star fox games let's take a listen to Venom Base, level one and three.
so impressive how he's able to do that kind of delay effect where it's just the same sample going dun 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 dun, dun. but it really adds a you lot of depth. You hear that a lot throughout the soundtrack. You hear that a lot throughout the soundtrack. It really adds a lot of depth. This is really one of the most tension-filled pieces and like I said, if you were to orchestrate this, all the material is there that really kind <laughs> right. of scary on the violin. All of the hits are there. This is this is really sophisticated orchestral music for the SNES. This is Venom Bass level 1 and 3 by the wonderful Hajime Hirasawa. I wish that this gentleman would have stayed at Nintendo just for a couple years longer to get some more classic soundtracks. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I can't find a lot of information about him. I've heard through like different podcasts that I've listened to that he's fairly well known in Japan and maybe he's done some films, but there's no like Wikipedia page for him. Uh, so it's hard to get information on this guy, but I'm really curious because I'm just so drawn to his music obviously i went to his website it's it's a japanese website it's it's some sort of publishing music like music publishing right site or right something. well and what's cool though is that uh people like this they they can have such a huge profound impact on culture all over the world Star Fox is a hugely popular game this music is known by so many people who play video games yeah yet most people don't really know this name or don't know anything about this gentleman and even like you and I who are so passionate and love his music we hardly know anything about him but there's something kind of cool about that one thing that I'm so grateful for is that you know we love you know our favorite composer something like Koji Kondo these composers that we love I'm glad that Hajime Hayasawa did this game and not someone else because it wouldn't have been the same. Like Koji Kondo, if he would have done the original Star Fox, it would have been awesome. It would have been great, but it wouldn't have been this direction. Like there's something that this particular composer brought to the table, brought to this series, which was so fresh and unique. And I think um, I'm always really fascinated when composers come in, do a revolutionary soundtrack and then leave the industry forever. Well, and what's so cool is we, we also get we get both because we do yeah. get a Koji later Kondo on we get Koji Kondo which, so it's the best of both worlds yeah so now let's move on we only have a couple more we have to uh, kind of close up the soundtrack actually here because we got to move on this is game clear demonstration one of the three or four ending pieces of music in this game there's a really yeah, the ending cinematics were another sort of impressive feature of this game there was actual recorded voice acting when you beat the game it was very compressed but you could hear like Fox General Pepper here Congratulations on a job well done. And lots of really good pieces of music. There's like three full, like three minute pieces of music. So let's play Game Clear Demonstration. beautiful piece of music it's so unique it feels like it's like pomp and circumstance 
but injected with this Japanese jazzy fusion influence as far as the chord progression. It feels like, you know, really kind of regal and beautiful, but there's something kind of modern about it too. And it's distinctly Japanese. Well, I, I think what you're trying to describe is video game music. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's- Oh, that's what it was. I, I can't think of any other example where these type of chord sequences are as common as they are in video game and credit music. Now, why do you think that is, Will, especially in this era? Honestly, the only thing that I can really think of is obviously those type of progressions have existed long before this and they're very satisfying but I think the reason we hear them so much in video games is because of composers like Hirokazu Tanaka and Koji Kondo who were early video game composers and they were some of the first people to write credits music mm. in games and they sort of showed you how to do it and it's funny in some of the most right popular instances of game music they use progressions like this so I don't know if this um, man was necessarily directly influenced by those two individuals but I do think that their uh, Koji Kondo and Tanaka, for instance, I think are hugely responsible for creating the sort of common sound of video game and credits music. Things like that we hear in Castlevania 3, for example, or oh, for sure. in the whole yeah. Mega Man series and stuff like that. I mean, I think they owe a lot to those two. I, I mean, I can tell what you're talking about. I think you're talking about Metroid. I think you're talking about Mario 2, Mario 3. I think those are But I'm also huge talking about examples. like Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus as well. Yep. Absolutely. And the original Legend of Zelda, what he does with um, mm -hmm. uh, that game over sequence and turns it ah, into an end credits. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now, guys, it's time to move on to the main theme of Star Fox. What's interesting is this, the placement of this is actually at the end of the game. So usually, you know, when you think of about a main theme from a video game, it's usually one of the first things you hear. But I this... got to say, this is this is my favorite track on today's playlist. Mm -hmm. I love this main theme. Yeah, it's well, this so is beautiful. Our... I think it's up there with great melodies like the Superman theme or Star Wars or Indiana Jones. It's, it's really gorgeous. Yeah, this, like I said, Will had started a project uh, kind of orchestrating, I believe, largely this theme and maybe a couple others. So let's let's take a listen to the main theme from Star Fox composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Gosh, 
definitely one of the best SNES themes. This is main theme from Star Fox, composed by Hajime Hirasawa. And it's just definitely one of the most authentic orchestral pieces of video game music. Not not just on the SNES, but ever. I mean, I know there's there's a lot of, you know, modern video game music that is reminiscent of film score. I mean, a lot of times the line is blurred, like it kind of is film score. But I think there's something so impressive about how he's nailing that with SNES samples, only six at a time, maybe seven occasionally. Well, and it's really melodic and lyrical Beautiful and indulgent. You know, it reminds me of Joe Hisiashi or John Williams or any one of those, you know, great um, film composers that really hits you over the head with those phenomenal melodies. Now, guys, let's take a listen to this ending here. <laughs> Again, you have That's that great. delay. Um, it kind of kind of suddenly stops which i think is kind of funny he goes dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then it's well, done and that that's what's interesting what i was going to do for my arrangement i was going to combine this with the uh 64 star fox theme which is great and then end it with right that would be really that, beautiful that koji kondo ending i think is my favorite you got to go back to that project man you got to finish that because this this theme this music this series deserves i really that. want to but it's just that it's t- it takes a long time yep. working on a big orchestral piece like all this. right guys it's now time to move on to a soundtrack that's very near and dear to my heart this is a game that i for the longest time, you know, I would say the majority of the time that I've been interested in video game music and, you know, the history of video games, I've been so fascinated with the history of this game. This is Star Fox 2. As some of you may know, this was a canceled game. It was never released. It was being developed by Argonaut uh, as well as Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It was set to be released in 1995. The game was virtually finished. The Japanese version was completely finished, and the music was finished. Um, there's a couple of hacked ROMs you can get and a couple of fan translations that you can get. A lot of people have played this game. A lot of elements in the game were were used in Star Fox 64, used in Star Fox Command. What The reason for the cancellation is that Miyamoto thought it was too close to the re- release of the 64, and that Star Fox should be used on the most current technology. But in hindsight, looking back, because the 64 was delayed so many times, they actually would have had a year and a half of a buffer between when this would (laughs) have been released. So looking back, they should have released it. It would have been awesome. But the soundtrack, I think, is incredible. Well, and the the two composers on this game did a very clear job of trying to match the three styles of Hirosawa's writing. Did they ever? Because, again, at the time, that was the only Star Fox game so that's what everything this game had to base itself off what of. I think is so cool is even down to using the same samples the same snare samples the same string samples that Hirasawa used the composers here we have it's so cool Yamiko Kanki who worked on F-Zero uh, one of the main F-Zero composers didn't do a lot of other games you also have Kozuo Ishikawa those are the composers for Star Fox 2 um, let's take let's start things off with a track that I think we played in our greatest hits 2 episode I think um, this is probably the best track from the game. I think so too. This is so classic to me. Let's take a listen to Eladard from Star Fox 2. Thank you. 
classic piece of video game music, folks. This is Eladard from Star Fox 2, composed by the wonderful Yumiko Kanki and Kozuo Ishikawa. You just gotta have uh, orchestra hits <laughs> in SNES Star Fox music. Right. This track fits the bill. It rocks. It's jazzy. Um, I think it's maybe the most effective combination of rock and jazz fusion in the Star Fox series. Well, because it never happens like this in Star Fox where they combine it more. It reminds me more of F-Zero, like that Absolutely. B section, how it's just so jazzy. So I think that's really cool. And like you said, well, there's there's some Mega Man influence here. But well, that's in what some I love, ways, like, the, the nature of the composition feels like something from like F-Zero or Mega Man or just, you know, even Castlevania, just a classic old school video game melody. But it's done up in the style of Star Fox. It definitely owes a lot to the original Corneria theme, uh, if, if not anything else just the reason that oh we can do this kind of a fusion kind of type of a rock jazz sound right. because if it wasn't for that original corneria theme they might have thought this wouldn't be appropriate for star fox uh and so, this part just sounds like pilot wings uh, you know this is just snes beautiful. goodness right here yeah. just so rich and jazzy i love it almost so like much. a smooth jazz elevator music and sound, then you have the the really effective use of delay. You know, why are we so much more willing to hear kind of cheesy chord and melody things in video game music than we are like if that was done with like real instruments that B section, we would say, "Oh, it sounds like elevator music and it's cheesy." But somehow in video games, we're able to really appreciate the music mm. behind it. I think that's kind of cool. It yeah. gives those chords sort of a second life. That's a really interesting thing that you notice well i think is part of it maybe that we're being distracted by the performance aspect of well, it i blame the soprano saxophone <laughs> you blame the soprano sax if it I, wasn't when for in that, doubt i always blame that damn because there is sax. there is something beautiful about melodies and chords like this but you're right if we were to hear right. this with a real band especially from the early 90s if you think about like early 90s smooth jazz almost the peak of terribleness right. <laughs> and cheesiness well what i gotta say though is two of my favorite composers uh Koji Kondo and John Williams both liberally use the soprano saxophone, so <laughs> it can be done, but it's been done to death in very bad ways before. Well, now also. let's move on <laughs> to another uh, kind of change of pace. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the feel from Fortuna uh, from the original Star Fox. This is Meteor from Star Fox 2. It's kind of funky and jazzy. I'm a really big fan of it. Let's take a listen, guys. <laughs> Oh man, 
that's like I think my favorite part of that piece is the very ending. You know, coming back to the transition with the loop again. That's meteor. I almost felt thrown back to Halloween a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> meteor from Star Fox Two, composed by Yumiko Kanki and Kozuo Ishikawa. Yeah, this one is pretty devious. Uh, it has a really good funk groove behind it. The rhythm section of this game is incredibly solid. I don't uh, get how this underscores fighter jets trying to kill each other. <laughs> Does it? I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's so laid back. I think what's Maybe cool about this soundtrack is I, in some ways, listen to this more than the original Star Fox soundtrack because, like I said, I have such a fascination with games that were canceled. Um, I remember Retro had this really interesting game early in development that was canceled, and I remember being they had, so uh, like three or four, so yeah. fascinated with that. And so for me, this music is so 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 classic. But you're right, I never really experienced it with the gameplay, and maybe it wouldn't have necessarily been that fitting. But at the same time, Fortuna was a similar kind of a feel. It's definitely interesting that they did that. What I remember about Fortuna, because I, I remember we had this game, we had a ROM version of it, but yeah. Fortuna, I think, is a level, there's some cool levels in Star Fox, if you take one of the more difficult paths, you'll get to these weird planets where it looks like a psychedelic like laser light show, and you're going through all these things. I yeah. think they get that, they get those kind of influences actually out of Star Trek, like if you ever watch like Star Trek the motion picture, mm -hmm. there's a lot of cool scenes where they're flying through these weird vortexy things in space and so I think a lot of the aspects in the Star Fox games where they are like you're flying through this weird vectory thing in space I think that sort of is something out of Star and that, Trek that was just so exciting in the 90s you know I'm just oh man they should re-release this game for like virtual console you know like just kind of finish translating it you know I think that would be so cool anyways we have two more tracks to play from Star yeah, Fox I need to too. learn the backstory of Peppy Hair <laughs> alright this is Surprise Attack from Star Fox 2. This is beautiful. Let's take a listen. melody really feels like reminiscent of Legend of Zelda actually in my opinion this is yeah. surprise <laughs> attack from Star Fox 2 feels like something Koji Kondo may have um, you know thrown out there in this era beautiful really effective kind of eh, crescendos on the strings well I think there are a lot of similarities between uh, Star Fox and Legend of Zelda uh, mainly like the SNES soundtracks well because they're all using that same packet of Nintendo samples so it's the yeah. same instruments used in Link to the Past and Star Fox so that is kind of uh, something cool about it. Yeah, no, I'm so excited, actually, to move on to... We have one more track. We have the staff roll, which, you know, obviously, they have big shoes to fill from the original staff roll from Star Fox. But after that, I'm so excited to move on to 64 because that... Oh my gosh, is that a great soundtrack. But yeah, lots of great... Especially early on in the series, the first three soundtracks 
probably the best, I would well, say. And I think series. Star Fox 64 is by far the most beloved game. I mean, Absolutely. it's such a huge part of even like pop culture. Slippy Toad is one of the, he's, he's an icon. <laughs> I don't know about Slippy, but definitely do a barrel roll. There's a band called do a barrel roll. So anyway, guys, I should make like an indie rock band called Slippy Toad. You do that, Will. Good luck with that. We're now going to play the staff roll from Star Fox 2. I uh, remember we played some of this music on our unused episode because we had a good time. It was like, oh, this is an unused game. So every track fits. But you know what's funny is there is some actually unused music in this unused <laughs> game. <laughs> doubly unused. It's doubly unused. All right, let's take a listen to Staff Roll. track this is staff roll from star fox 2 these composers really did a great job of trying to live up to the standard that hirasawa set with the main theme i can't say enough how grateful i am that so many video games have such beautiful end credits music it even Mm -hmm. still surprises me as good as game music is and as good as how much i trust all of these composers i'm so grateful that they take the time to write music like this because like I said, I mean, those credits episodes are my favorite to do because credits music, I think, is the best it gets for games. Yeah, I and mean, you it's... mentioned that, you know, your personal emotional relationship to credits music. In our recent interview, we actually we were on top score recently with Emily Reese, and one of the things Will mentioned in the very beginning of that interview is the first time he ever cried was the Mario 64 end credits. So in some ways, I wonder if these composers in this era were kind of purposely trying to write music that kids right. would really respond to. Well, and speaking of that top score um interview uh, it's a good time to mention this next weekend um in the twin cities in uh, minneapolis and st paul there's a convention about video game music for people who like games and game music called gamers rhapsody yeah by next weekend he means five days from now if you're listening to this when this comes out the 15th and 16th is gamers rhapsody which is going to be so much fun we have a panel with emily reese and tim turry from Game Informer, we're going to be doing talking about the influence of classical music, and Marty's also going to join us. So it's going mm-hmm. to be it's going to be really fun. If you um, as sort of a precursor to it, if you're planning on showing up, check out the episode that we did with Marty called um, "Inspirations and Influences." That's sort of kind of the ground zero of how we've been building this panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't heard it, I think that would be interesting to check out. But yeah, please come to it because uh, it's a fun group of people, and we're really excited about what we're going to have to show 
for everybody. And we're also really excited to move on to this week's Track of the Week. One of my favorite segues. <laughs> this is opening from Star Fox 64. This piece is really the theme of the whole series. This is the most famous theme. This is really one of Koji Kondo's best melodies, composed by Koji Kondo all by himself. But this soundtrack was worked on by Koji Kondo as well as Hajime Wakai. Now, Wakai did um, pretty much all of the level themes, like the in-game music. And Koji Kondo did more of kind of the intro, the menu theme, the credits. The button... The buttoners, sort of the, yeah. the, all the reoccurring melody. So, like the mm -hmm. main melody, the title screen, and then like the da da da, yeah. ba -da, 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 -da and the credits and everything, which is great. I mean, it's like if you have to be economical with your use of Koji Kondo, best to put them in those places. Yeah, one thing I think is interesting is. Wakai's themes here are really, really good, really, really solid, mm -hmm. but they actually remind me a lot of his work on the Pokemon 64 series, because he right, also worked right. on some of the Pokemon series, so some kind of similarities well, there. And he also did um, some Zelda games, like Wind Waker, right. along with uh, Kenta Nagata from Mario Kart 64. Just a great Nintendo composer, but before we get to Sidetrack, we're playing the opening, which it kind of takes its time a little bit, building up some tension, and then it goes into the rousing Star Fox March. So let's take a listen to opening from Star Fox 64, which came out in 1997 for the Nintendo 64. Here we go. Gosh, that is how you do it, folks. Really great introduction to, you know, the fact that when you're playing this game, if you were a fan of Star Fox for the Super Nintendo, what you want is you want a new generation of Star Fox. You want it to just up the ante in every way. And Koji Kondo here is saying, yep, that's what we're going to do, guys. The music is going to be taken very seriously. It's going to be a lot of fun. The game is going to be just a blast. It's going to look great. It's going to feel great. This is a perfect introduction to this new generation. This is the opening from 64. I was obsessed with this as a kid. And I mean, if this whole sequence and music doesn't have you barrel rolling with 
happiness. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. You have to check your G diffuser system because something is yeah, You wrong. love Star Fox 64. You loved it I so much that as a kid, so um, I used to make these games for the TI-83 Plus graphing calculator. Um, just I think it was because it was just kind of something to do, and it was like one of the only ways I knew how to like program games. So I actually made this Star Fox game for the calculator, really, really just for Will. You know, and what was cool about the 83 is you could store images, like only like nine images. So I would spend all this time like drawing the little, you know, avatars of the different characters, and I tried to actually make a Star Fox game, and then I think it got well, lost. It's interesting. It was also like before there was a plethora of bad Star Fox games, mm-hmm. or you know, any like fan game community in general so it really felt like it's like this is a brand new star fox game i remember being really excited about that uh calculator game and then i think our hard drive got like lost or crashed or something it was lost forever but it lives on in will's you know memory so now we're gonna play corneria which this was composed by hajime wakai the first level theme in the game really awesome stuff here so different from corneria from the snes i would say in general this soundtrack is way more cohesive it's pretty much just orchestral it's just well, film and i think score. something that confuses people is we have hajime hirasawa with the original star fox and now hajime wakai working with koji kondo and Koji Kondo, something we didn't mention, he did sound effects. He for did the do sound Star effects. Fox. Absolutely. So it gets very confusing because both of their names are credited on yep. soundtrack. So it's kind of confusing. I remember when I figured that out that uh, Hajim Wakai and Hajime Hirasawa were two different people. I remember being like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. we heard Hirasawa's Corneria opening the episode. Let's take a listen to Wakai's Corneria for 64. Here we go. is a really great introduction to this game like when you're actually playing it this is the first level in the game corneria so exciting um i think what's so cool is that this music is really taking itself seriously it's really kind of um emotional intention filled energetic energetic and it really fits with because this is also a show-off of kind of how interactive the dialogue and the characters are with each other. And like, it's like, oh, can you get this guy off my back? And then you shoot him. He's like, oh, thanks, Fox. And it's like, wow, I feel like I'm actually playing in this world. And the the thing that it has that the original Star Fox doesn't have is the quasi-militaristic elements of it, which uh, makes it feel more kind of 
Star Wars-y. It puts it in a more consistent package, where I think on the 16-bit, it was more about the gameplay, and of course this is still mostly about the gameplay, but the story and the characters and the fun interaction of kind of the whole world is more present here. What I love about Star Fox, and it's something that, you know, intuitively is not, it doesn't really make a lot of sense when you talk about the series. For example, I was telling my girlfriend about the series. She's never played Star Fox, has no idea what it is. I was telling her, yeah, it's about this cartoon fox who flies this starship, and, you know, he has a friend he has this toad and this falcon he's just like oh so it's like a kid game and i was like eh, not really and it's kind of hard because i'm so glad the music was taken this seriously because otherwise maybe it could have been this this ridiculous game for kids you know when you think about how cartoony it is well i think the the whole anthropomorphic animals thing was just a way of fitting it under the Nintendo yeah, umbrella, you know, it's like they didn't want it to be just like a Star Wars ripoff or they didn't want it to just be a generic mm-hmm. group of space Marines like that's and I think that was a brilliant decision. Oh, I do that's too. What makes Star Fox so unique. And it's like it's able to it's able to it's kind of like Nintendo's making that new shooter Splatoon where it's like the first mm-hmm. time they finally make a shooter, they have to make it, you know, with squids <laughs> and cartoony. Of it's course like, they do. You know, that it's, it's a really cool way of them adding their touch to the type of games that they yeah, make. Yeah, one thing I got to say, and I know, Will, you're excited. I can't wait for the Wii U Star Fox. It's coming out in 2015. I don't know a lot <sighs> about it. Um, you don't know how excited I was. I was just as long as either Hajime Wakai or Koji Kondo is involved in some capacity with the music. Honestly, I'd be fine with new people. The Star Fox Assault music was fantastic. We'll get to I, that. I, I, we just need someone who cares about the history of the series and its music. I want Hirasawa. Hirasawa or Bust. <laughs> okay, we're now going to move on to one of my favorite tracks in this game. This is Ficina and Sector Z. Plays for both of these stages. Let's take a listen to this. track very tension filled this is Ficina in Sector Z when this was playing Will and I were having a discussion and we're so grateful for the Star Fox Assault orchestrations because you know really the presentation of this on the 64 is pretty darn crummy like the sounds they just don't convey the emotional depth that this type of music does have it's written really well but I don't know something about these crappy sounds well I think the 64 does occasionally get into that uncanny valley territory where it just yep. sounds so much like general MIDI um, that it's kind of hard to to escape a little bit it doesn't have any of the charm that like mm-hmm. the um 16-bit era does but some of that is subjective and i think compared to like the playstation i think it it fares much better but i think this music is very complex and he's going for sort of advanced orchestral dissonances things that uh you don't too often here explored in video games yeah um 
at this time especially when you don't have the subtlety of an orchestra it can kind of just sound muddy and unintentional but Mm -hmm. that's why star fox assault i think its greatest contribution is that it makes you look at some of these old themes and really appreciate the musicality within them and this is an example of something like this the facina theme in star fox assault really made me go wow this is a great piece of music i love it yeah i wonder how they had to do that if they just listened to mp3s of it or if they maybe got stripped down versions from you know they probably just listened to the melodies and Mm -hmm. the chords and kind of made their own orchestrations as if they had written the pieces those nam those namco composers did a great job let's move on we have two more tracks to play from 64 we're playing six total uh you know maybe the second best soundtrack in the series we're now gonna move on to star wolf's theme which is maybe my favorite melody uh one of my favorite melodies in this game this is so much fun kind of has a little bit of a spanish influence to this melody uh a lot of fun star wolf is a very fun character this was the first game that introduced star wolf so let's take a listen he was uh, originally gonna be in um star fox 2 but obviously it was cut (laughs) yeah Here we go, Star Wolf's theme. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Vega stage theme from Street Fighter 2. Love this melody so much. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Assault remix of this. It's pretty good. I actually still think this is the definitive version for me uh, of Star Wolf's theme. Really? I, I, I actually prefer the Assault version. It takes down the tempo a little bit more. Yeah, and I know. Kinda, I'm not a I fan of that. I think showcases the melody better. I, I like the tempo of this. I, I think it's it's really cool. I love how the snare... It really kind of builds the emotions for me. It really kind of gets me amped to play this. Well, I think that both of them work in their context in the game. Because here a good you point. fight Star Wolf like three different times. And it's like a really intense kind of thing. And it really built. And the fights are very difficult. And there's usually like some sort of time element to it. Um, where in Assault, uh, the, the circumstances where it's used, I remember being less strenuous. There wasn't like a sure. time element. And also, eventually, spoiler alert, uh, you kind of team up with them. And you're like riding on... Uh, wolf's um ship it's called the wolfen and so eventually that theme is used as sort of a camaraderie thing so i think it really works well do you want me to add in should i mix in a little disclaimer saying 
Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Are you okay? I think at this point, you know, this is 2014. I, I mean, I'm probably the only person on Earth who cares about the story of the Star Fox games, <laughs> which is why I hated Star Fox Command. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I think this is Wakai's best melody. He contributed in this soundtrack. Obviously, Absolutely. Koji Kondo's melodies so good. are the best. But And to the whole series, you know, this is really an important one. All right, now we're going to play uh, absolutely classic oh, track. This is one of my favorites. Boss A, you hear it in the first level of Corneria. Boss A from Star Fox. 64. you guys hear those rhythms that is some of the most unique rhythms i've ever heard in a video game track what it is is the one is here and you have it's just this successive offbeats that really is disorienting to listen to you kind of lose track of the pulse but if you actually pay attention it's these constant offbeats really interesting stuff well and i think this one works really well because the the first time this theme is played is that first boss and he kind of walks on land and marches a little bit yeah. to kind of the rhythm of this song i love it I gosh, so many of the, of the boss dialogue is so hilarious. They always kind of <laughs> you so have this cheesy. witty banter between them, but I love it. And then every time you kill them, there's like a half second before their ship explodes, where they say some Andros, like cowardly I've things. I failed like, you, my emperor. I failed you. Uh, but you know, you'll for, never defeat Andros. I'll never forget the first time I I saw this being played. I think Marty had a friend over who who brought this game, and it it really did feel like a new generation of video games where it was like the dialogue is based on what i'm doing well it <laughs> reminds me of star wars where they call it like rebel scum and stuff yep so anyways guys it's now time to play the last track we're gonna play today from star fox 64 this is mission accomplished one of the recurring themes this was actually composed by koji kondo let's take a listen to mission accomplished What a beautiful melody. You know, it really is so unmistakable, Koji Kondo, in this era. 
Will was saying it's reminiscent of a lot of the, his ocarina music. I think it's reminiscent of some of the cutscene music in Mario 64. Such beautiful, right. small little motifs that he... Well, and again, um, much like on the Super Nintendo, we have some of the same instruments uh, at play there, so I think that's something. But this is a another phenomenal contribution to the series that the later games utilize, and it's so beautiful. This is a melody, you know, when we hear it... We're, we're not playing the end credits version today, since it's, it is sort of the same melody as this, and we just don't, unfortunately, have the time. But that theme, you know, when it, when it comes, it's so rousing. That's like a tear jerker moment right there oh and the fact they get to hear it so much in the game and he knows how to write those end credits this is so important to the music of this game yeah he's such a master of these little motives you have like just the way that he kind of alters it and just keeps it going and just like i don't know the way he does that is incredibly masterful so i think we should well, and it's such a satisfying it's point in the game is, is very important because it's after you beat levels and it's either really satisfying or kind of like uh, a, a reprieve from the intensity because you you can uh, beat the levels in varying degrees you can either complete it or accomplish the mission if you complete it that means you miss some objective or you didn't defeat the boss or find the right kind of way mm -hmm. to solve it and um, if you accomplish it you do everything and so sometimes it's like a little bit of a bittersweet thing you mm -hmm. know you've lost some of your wingmen and you didn't do as well but it, it fits those it emotions is sort of this emotional reprieve it's great well now guys it's time to jump into the future to the next main game in the series and this one um is not that loved by Star Fox fans because <laughs> it wasn't really a Star Fox game. It started off I'd say this life. is one of the decisions that uh, Miyamoto made that I would have to disagree, disagree with. with. He saw this game being made by Rare called Dinosaur Planet and thought, um, well, they're using anthropomorphic animals. Mm -hmm. What if we just let you use the Star Fox licenses for it? And I think they kind of tried to throw in a bastardized, you know, flying stages and it was just really wasn't good. But I think the game on its own merits is an okay little adventure game kind of sure. like zelda or uh jet force gemini but when you have it the problem is when you have it in the context of this series it just does not fit and right nothing against the music david wise did a good job for the soundtrack it's it's really pretty stuff but it's not Star Fox music because it wasn't really trying to well, be. And I think he started to work on it before it was Star yeah, Fox. Yeah, it's just not fair. You know, the people that worked on this game, it's really not fair to them, you know, for people to criticize them because they started off a completely different game. So this was composed by David Wise. The track we're going to play, like the entire soundtrack, sounds nothing like Star Fox music. I don't it's know if track, he used though. any themes repeated from the earlier games in this whole soundtrack. I believe this was all just completely new music. He talked in our interview with us that he actually had a really hard time with the GameCube. He he did not. He was not a fan of the process of making music on the GameCube. We're going to play a track um, that has some interesting kind of you know cricket sounds and kind of nighttime sounds, but it's a really beautiful track actually. Let's take a listen to. Thorntail Hollow Knight from Star Fox Adventures for the GameCube, and that game came out in 2002, composed by David Wise.
interesting piece of music. I'm a really big fan of this track. I, I love David Wise, this kind of more sensitive, sweet side. We don't hear that often from him. So beautiful. I can't help it, but this kind of reminds me of Donkey Kong Country a little bit. This is Thorntail Hollow Knight from Star Fox Adventures. What do you think, Will? Well, I mean, he has a distinctive musical and melodic style. And I think um, when he was talking with us about the way he composes, I think that's what's very evident. And he he actually composes away from instruments and likes to just, you know, he'll walk around mm-hmm. an idea will just come to him. And I think since it's all kind of inhabiting itself in his own brain, I a lot of his music sounds like him and I, I really love that when a composer has mm-hmm. sort of a unique melodic Footprint, identity. yeah, absolutely. Well, now I think that's enough. You know, we're just playing one track from Star Fox Adventures because it definitely deserved one track, but we don't want to spend too much time on that game. So it's now time to move on to Star Fox Assault. This was a pretty successful, um, you know, idea. This came out for the GameCube. It came out in 2005. Musically incredibly successful and everyone's a huge fan of it. The game... A little bit mixed. It was developed by Namco. They did a good job. It looks good. It plays good. Well, the, typically the, the general consensus is that the space shooting levels are great. The on-foot levels the are atrocious. Levels are I cannot stand the on-foot levels. I really like this game. I think it's I think it's great, but I also have a lot of nostalgic attachment to it. I was so, so excited when it came out. This is the first game that I... Like, the first game for a home console that I ever bought with my own money. Yeah, yeah I mean... They had to have a Star Fox game on the GameCube. It just was absolutely meant to be. Uh, this is a pretty good game. For me, the on-foot levels feels like you're still controlling a, a ship, but you're a hu- you're a fox. It's like, why <laughs> right. is this so slow? Well, have you ever played on Star Fox 64? You can unlock a multiplayer, multiplayer yes, mode I have. that's on foot, and it's like the same kind of concept controls. where he controls like a tank. But anyway, yeah, orchestral score. And for 2004, that was not the norm. Um, 2005, technically. But Especially for Nintendo, and that's because it wasn't Nintendo's it was Namco. So. Absolutely. So really cool to get um, these great and, arrangements. you know, remixes, yeah, arrangements and wonderful new music as well. So we're going to play f- three tracks from Star Fox Assault. Let's start things off with Katina, which is one of the 64 themes they arranged. And the composers who worked on this soundtrack is Yoshi Arakawa and Yashinori Kawamoto. Let's take a listen to Katina.
Gosh, that's a killer piece of music. You guys are listening to Katina from Star Fox Assault. Such a great arrangement of the theme. Just really outdoes the original in just every Completely. possible way. I, I, that's what I find about uh, practically every remix in this game where it's like, as much as I love uh, Wakai as a composer, I think he's really fantastic and I like a lot of his work. I don't think he has the best knowledge of orchestration or orchestral part writing, and I think some of the things that suffer a little bit in Star Fox is because he's going for sort of a complicated style, and there are some clashes and some problems with part writing that end up, unfortunately, coloring it is a little bit amateur. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I really love this game, because I think... It, it puts this music in a much better light, and I think it makes you respect the original compositions more and kind of see what he was going for. And like what you're saying as this was playing, uh, this is a, these are top-notch arrangements. You know, these really feel like this could fit in a John Williams movie. I think they're marrying not only the material that's there that's Williams-esque, but the, the way they're arranging it, especially the part that had those flutes, it feels like Indiana Jones to me. The flute and piccolo octaves, yeah. It's I mean, that's beautiful. a common thing that he does a lot. So anyway, guys, we're going to play a couple more tracks from this game. Let's now play yeah, Star... Yeah, th this one is so quintessential. It's just when I think of this game, I, I think of the Katina theme. Yeah. So now it's going to move on to Sargasso Space Hideout. Yeah, this is an arrangement of, I think it's either Sector X or Sector Y from, from 64. Uh, 64. And this is cool. another phenomenal arrangement. Let's take a listen, guys. <laughs> there really is something to be said about the power of an orchestra as far as conveying what is good about a piece of music because when I listen to the melody of this on the 64 it's definitely good but just the overall presentation it didn't impress me but when I hear the expression and the subtlety that is possible with an orchestra it's really one of the best ways to present a beautiful melody. Well, that's why I think old video game music, it, it needed to fit in a specific territory because if it's if it was like almost too authentic to what an orchestra could do, it would sound a little uncanny because Which it is would what highlight how unexpressive those instruments were. But when you go for a more broad, really melodic kind of thing that sounds orchestral, I think they were able to get away with it. And this is an example of bringing that kind of music to life. And I don't want to discredit the work of these two composers as orchestrators is phenomenal. I mean, these arrangements are incredible, and they so outdo the original, so it, it's really great. Absolutely. So now, last track from Assault before we move on to our last game. And this this is an original piece of music for this game. And it's excellent. It's Saria from Star Fox Assault. 
That is just beautiful. That's the music <sighs> from the planet Saria from Star Fox Assault. And I love something it. that I think is so incredible about this is... In this game, I think they tried to uh, marry some of the story elements from Star Fox Adventures into this game. For example, this level takes place on Saria, that dinosaur planet from that game. It's the character Crystal from Star Fox Adventures is now in this game, and this is like her home world. But this is an original piece of music, and I think it does a wonderful job of... Because there's actually only a few points of original music in this game. That's true. And they fit so snugly with all the arrangements, you almost don't notice it. But this is a really wonderful job of kind of being able to marry the world of adventures with this kind of traditional Star Fox. And uh, actually a surprising ballsy move from them. I would have expected yeah. them to disavow that game completely. Yeah, uh, I actually that's something I really liked about it is it, it makes the whole series feel a little bit more cohesive. And also, I mean, you just gotta talk about the, the strength of that melody. That's a great melody. So beautiful. You know, really lives up to the standard that's been set by earlier composers. Now, well, this level is one of the most vast and complicated in the game and so it really is kind of wondrous. Well now guys it's time to move on to the last game we're gonna talk about we're just playing one track from Star Fox Command which again was kind of mixed this came out in 2006 for the DS and a lot of the elements from Star Fox 2 that were canceled were incorporated into this game maybe they shouldn't have been though <laughs> it seems like Nintendo was never able to recapture what people loved about Star Fox like they kept trying to experiment with new things so I'm hoping with this new Wii, Wii U game they just the strategy <laughs> elements just didn't fit in my opinion in this game they need to just make it an on rail yeah. shooter and be done with it i think co-developed by q games as well as nintendo composed by hajime wakai again so it's cool to have him back in the series and like the samples and the music on the sounds DS, so similar it's really cool it sounds identical to the n64 which is kind of fun so last track of the day this is fox's assault by hajime wakai from star fox command <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. We had a blast as we took you through this musical trip through the Star Fox series, starting from the very first game for the SNES all the way to Star Fox Command, which came out in 2006. You know, we've come a long way. We're so excited for the new Wii U Star Fox game. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I think most of you are very familiar with this music. If any of you are not, we hope this was a good kind of crash course, no pun intended, in the music of Star Fox. Yeah, and definitely... Uh 
if if you're not familiar, go check out the original Star Fox because I think that one's probably a little less popular than 64. And check out the soundtracks to the original in Star Fox 2 because they're fantastic. Also, they're killer. Star Fox Assault, if you like Star Fox music and you never gave that game a chance, listen to the music because there's some phenomenal orchestral arrangements that I think any fan of the series will appreciate. Well, we're so excited, guys. We have two more weeks in Nintendo Month. Next week, we're not going to give it away. You know, you know, it's a tradition for this podcast for Nintendo Month. We don't tell you what the next episodes are, but it's maybe the most legendary episode of the month. One of the most legendary episodes we've ever done. I'm so excited for next week's topic. You guys should be as well. We're having such a great time so far in Nintendo Month. Thanks for sticking with us on the podcast. Once again, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. And if you're liking what you hear in this podcast, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Thanks so much, guys. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. And if you guys just can't get enough of Nintendo Month, go to our original music page because uh, we have quite a few various arrangement albums that pay tribute to the music of the classic Nintendo composer. So you guys should really enjoy this. Oh, and check us out uh, next weekend at Gamers Rhapsody. It's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you come. And they have guest artists like Disasterpiece and Jake Kaufman that are actually going to be playing music there. So that's going to be so awesome. Absolutely. We're going to play you out with Briefing One from Star Fox Assault. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.